there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hi there. It is so great to have you tuning in for this episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. I am excited you are here. This is episode 10 of this podcast, and I'm so thankful for you in choosing this podcast to listen to today. I'm your host, Erin Kraber. If you are new here, the Motherhood Merged podcast is all about the intersection of your life as a professional woman with your mom life. It's my mission to build a community of amazing women doing amazing things in their careers, in their businesses, and in motherhood. If you enjoy honest conversations, sarcasm, and the occasional curse word, then you, my friend, have come to the right place. Today's episode of the podcast is actually part two of a two-part series. It started with episode nine, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, I highly recommend going back. In episode nine, I shared some of my personal experiences and advice that has been given to me over the years when I felt particularly overwhelmed or stressed. And that centers around this idea of letting things be easy. Now, ironically, this piece of advice hasn't been easy to digest for me, and I've struggled with it, but at the same time, I always come back to it because I like to control all the things. In motherhood and in my professional life, I've always felt the need to maintain a tight grip on the steering wheel. And that tightness has led to a lot of suffering. And the harsh reality is that a lot of times that suffering has been at my own hand. In part one, I addressed how the predisposition to suffering shows up in my life as a mom. And some ways you might be able to identify this conditioning in your life as well. As hardworking women and mothers, there are a lot of responsibilities and challenges that land on our shoulders, but sometimes we also find ways to make things harder on ourselves. It's not always intentional, and so I'm making this a conversation across two podcast episodes in an effort to leave behind the suffering and to normalize letting things be easy. Episode 10 is going to focus on four opportunities you have to simplify your brand growth and business development efforts. Before I dive in, I want to clarify one piece here. When I say brand, I'm referring to your personal brand because everyone has one. Your personal brand is the way in which you are perceived from the outside. It's the work you do and how you do it. It doesn't matter if you work for yourself as a business owner or entrepreneur, or if you work for someone else in an industrial or corporate setting. You have a brand to protect and grow to ultimately get where you want to be. I view brand development and business strategy like a pyramid. I've also heard referred to as a funnel, but basically an inverted triangle in which the big picture, so high level efforts, make up the widest part. Then the focus narrows as the shape moves to a point. As you move from the base of the pyramid to the point, the tactics you use to engage your ideal audience get more specific and more targeted. It's not easy to know exactly where you might exist on this pyramid with your brand or business or how to move within the different levels, because it's going to be different based on what you are working with and your desired outcome. Your journey is your journey, 
so there isn't a right or wrong way. Clearing that up, I hope, sets the tone for where I want to take this conversation. I want to give you a few examples to serve as a jumping off point for you, and then hopefully give you the permission you need to identify additional barriers you can quickly knock down on your path. Again, this is part two in a two-part series, so if you haven't listened to episode nine where I introduce the topic and share how it relates to mom life, now would be a great time to pause this episode and go back and listen to that one first. Now, you certainly don't have to listen in order or even listen to both parts at all, but I do think it's good to have the full message. So if you're ready, I'm ready, and let's dive into the ways to let go of the suffering and embrace the easiness that's maybe been hiding from you. If you are a busy woman who spends a lot of time on her feet, then let me tell you about Rothy's. Rothy's are comfortable and cute shoes that are sustainably made. They offer flats and sneakers in a variety of styles that are perfect for work or with a pair of jeans. Now, I'll be honest and say that I was a little surprised at the price tag at first, but I went with a simple pointed toe black flats, and I have yet to purchase another pair of black flats since. They are comfortable, durable, and even machine washable. I've had mine for over two years now, and they still look brand new. Take $20 off your first pair of shoes from Rothy's when you visit AaronKraber.com forward slash podcast. Your feet, your back, and the environment will thank you. The first element on my list is one to consider if it's a barrier or a tool, and that is social media. And I mean that to be as broad as it sounds, because there are different angles to look at social media. It can be a highly effective tool for brand building, community engagement, and marketing, but it can also be an overwhelming time suck with little measurable return on your investment. So how might you be making social media more difficult than it needs to be? Two words come to mind for me. One is comparison, and the other is confusion. There is a lot of advice out there about the importance of social media. Seems like when you get one platform figured out, a new one pops up. There are so many brands and businesses that seem to have massive followings, and it often seems like it happens overnight. There is a lot of pressure to go viral, too. I'm sure you have heard this before, but the comparison game on social media is going to get you nowhere fast. It might seem like social media creates overnight sensations or that other brands and businesses are bigger and better than you. Keep in mind this truth when you start to get down on yourself. There is no such thing as an overnight sensation, and you can't compare where you are to another who is where you want to be. I've heard Rachel Hollis talk about this a lot because her critics often dislike her because it appears that she came out of nowhere, when in truth, her hit New York Times bestselling book was actually her fourth or fifth book, not her first. And she owned a well-respected events company in California for a decade before anyone really knew who she was. Let it be easy by focusing your efforts, time, and energy on the platforms you truly enjoy the most or pare it down to those that provide the highest level of engagement. If you don't enjoy live video, don't do it. If you don't see high engagement on your Twitter account, but your IG stories flood your feed with DMs, then reduce your Twitter presence and go bigger on Instagram with more content that will resonate with your ideal audience. There are best practices, but there are no rules of engagement for using social for growth. It can be as hard or as easy as you want to make it. Another area to explore are your boundaries. And the first question here is an obvious one, but 
Do you have boundaries? And if so, how good are you at protecting them? Time is a precious commodity. And one of the complaints I hear most often, or one of the things I complain about most often too, is that there's just never enough of it. How many times have you thought or even said that you don't have time to do something? You'd be better or do more if you only had more time. Setting boundaries around your time is a big undertaking, but it is one that offers big results. How can you let it be easy? Think about the ways in which you manage your time and the ways in which you let others have access to it. Now, you already know I'm a big proponent of calendaring tools and to-do lists, but two other productivity hacks that relate to the idea of boundaries are time blocking and batch working. I use both when I can to create chunks of time where I can be most productive, and I share them with my family and staff so they know the times that are important for me to keep to myself. An example that you can probably relate to is my family time block each evening around the dinner hour. On nights I don't have event obligations for work, I am not available to my work colleagues or staff from the time I leave the office until my kids go to bed. That time is protected for family as much as possible. This wasn't easy at first, but it's allowed me to focus time and opened up time later in the evening for me to get back to work guilt-free if I need to. The final two areas to do some introspection on sort of go hand in hand. You might be better at one than the other, but I encourage you to consider how well you do or don't do both of these. And that is asking for help and outsourcing. Asking for help is also not an easy thing to do, but it's important to understand why it can be an important way to get over and around barriers along your path. Sometimes your mindset, ego, and pride are some of those barriers standing in your way. Asking for help might seem like you are admitting defeat. And if that's a feeling that rises to the surface for you, I really encourage you to dig a little deeper to see if you can get to the root of that emotion. Just because that feeling is your default, it doesn't make it your truth. So when was the last time you truly tagged in someone to help with a particular project or problem you were facing? And I mean actually ask for help. Not assume someone is going to identify your struggle and offer up exactly what you need. Despite your best wishes, your employees, coworkers, teammates, family members are not mind readers. Sometimes the benefit to asking for help is having that second opinion or person to bounce ideas off of and brainstorm alternate approaches. They can bring objectivity and are oftentimes less emotionally invested. It doesn't mean they don't care, it's just different. They can remove the struggle for you and get focused on the problem and solution. Outsourcing is definitely another form of asking for help. You can outsource everything from grocery delivery to your marketing services to someone like me. Yes, there is often a cost associated with outsourcing in your business, but you need to consider the opportunity cost of your time, energy, and yes, even your sanity. If your hourly rate is more than what you could pay a professional or an expert to lend a helping hand in a fraction of the time and at a higher quality, then it's a no-brainer. There aren't any unwritten rules that dictate that only you can support your brand or business. With the online nature of the world, you can certainly find anything on Google or YouTube, but I need to ask you, why? Why suffer through when you can seek the help of an expert to push you over the barrier you're facing? From design work to accounting and everything in between, if it makes your life easier, why not keep an open mind? 
I've created my brand solutions business for women who struggle with this very mindset block as they're building their businesses and advancing in their careers. When you feel that there has to be some degree of suffering or you have to unlock some level of difficulty in order to be successful, you're closing yourself off. It's like the equivalent to standing in the corner of the party with your arms crossed when everyone is circled up and having a great time. You could easily join in, but there's just something holding you back. If this episode has you feeling a little bit uncomfortable, then that's good. I shared some harsh truths in episode 9 about accepting suffering as a normal part of mom life, and now I'm shining a light on it from a different perspective. It doesn't have to be hard to be successful. It's okay to normalize the parts of your life and business that come easy, and it's great for you to seek out the hacks, tips, and experts to assist you when you need it. It's absolutely right to accept this invitation to let things be easy when it presents itself to you. To do a quick recap, here are the four areas I mentioned you can use as a starting point to evaluate where you could let things be easier. Your social media, your boundaries, specifically around your time, asking for help, and outsourcing. I truly hope this episode provided some helpful insights and shined a light on some of those dark corners. It's been said that we teach what we need to learn, so this is a conversation I needed right now, and I hope it's helpful to you as well. If I can be of service to you as you look to tag in an expert or outsource some of your marketing and growth strategies, I would love to talk more about my brand of support. I'm here for your mom life and your growth as an industry-leading woman. Let me ask you a question. Are you the best kept secret in your town? You are the thing that makes your business, product, or service unique. Not what you do or how you do it. Start telling people about who you are and watch your connections grow. Connections that lead to an engaged audience and more customers. Not sure what I mean? Or not sure if this applies to you or your business? I can help. And this month, I'm opening up some free brand audit sessions. Spend 30 minutes telling me about who you are and what you do, and I'll give you an easy-to-follow and customized plan for the critical next steps. If you own a business or provide a service, I am talking to you. Visit AaronKraber.com to schedule your free audit call today. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merged. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I love putting it together. If you want to know when new episodes drop, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically there and ready to enjoy. And if you want to help this show grow and reach more women who can benefit from hearing what I share, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Super easy. Take a screenshot, post to your stories with a key takeaway or two, and don't forget to tag me at Aaron underscore Kraber, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return. Until next time, stay sane, my friends.